Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Eating Podcast. My name is Lauren Boleen, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach here to teach you all about intuitive eating and healing your relationship with food and body. So you're finally ready to become an intuitive eater. I cannot tell you how excited I am for you. So I want to give you my best advice that I have to offer after over two years of working with and talking to so many different women to help them learn more about how they can start their intuitive eating journeys. I have heard so many stories. I have had the privilege of meeting so many of you through quick phone calls or Instagram messages or discovery calls to learn more about the Empowered Eating Program. And here's what I've realized. You would not believe how much we all have in common. We have all spent so many years struggling alone, feeling like we are the only failure. Like we are the only one who can't lose weight no matter how hard we try. Like we are the only one who can't stop binging. Like we are the only one with out of control cravings for sweets. Like we are the only one who keeps regaining the weight. You've told me stories of being put on dieting pills and restrictive diets starting as young as elementary school. I've been amazed at how common that is. Stories of having a mother who you just absorbed so much from about the way you should view yourself. And for many women, this was reinforced by constant commentary on your body too. Whether that was from mom or another family member or friends I've heard endless stories of trying everything, every diet out there to lose weight, to prove to everyone that you are trying to be healthy, only to have ended up gaining more weight in the end. I've heard stories of being judged for the size of your body and treated by your medical providers solely based on how much you weigh. And for all the similarities in your stories and even for all the differences in the unique stories that I've heard. My best advice for beginners to intuitive eating tends to be the same. We tend to have the same issue. (laughs) I've realized there are a few really important parts to focus on if you're wanting to take this seriously and start noticing some changes, and I wanna share them with you. These are things that you can work on all on your own that will help you start to see a difference in the way that you view food and your relationship with your body. So let me tell you my top three tips for taking a leap into intuitive eating and starting to feel the benefits. First, may not surprise some of you if you've been listening to me for very long, whether it's through this podcast or on Instagram or another social media platform. Okay, number one, start eating more food more frequently throughout the day. The number one issue that I see for women over and over is that your years of dieting and your years of following food rules and stressing about food have tricked you into never actually eating enough to meet your body's needs. And all this does is ensure that you're going to binge and feel like shit about yourself later. So here's how this happens and here's why eating more food throughout the day is such an important piece of advice for you. When you are either physically restricting by not eating enough food, by choosing to not eat enough, or 
Um, again, all of these can be intentional or unintentional too. I've worked with plenty of clients who, for example, have ADHD and say, I literally don't remember to, I get hyper-focused. My medications make it hard for me to notice my hunger signals. So that physical restriction can be either intentional because you are dieting and choosing not to eat enough with the intent of losing weight, or it can be unintentional from being busy or hyper-focused or just being in the habit of not doing it, even though consciously you want to start feeding yourself more. So there's physical restriction. There's also mental restriction, which is where you are still sort of fearful of foods. You follow a lot of food rules. You second guess everything you eat or you really have to overthink it. Um, There's definitely a lot of mental drama for you about that food decision or regret afterwards. So when you are restricted, whether it is intentional, unintentional, mental, physical, some people have a solid combination of all of those. A lot of people have a combination of all of those. What happens is your body is not getting the energy it needs, plain and simple. But the thing about our bodies is that they're really smart and good at keeping us alive. And you may have forgotten this throughout your diet culture years, but food is really important for us to stay alive. So when you are restricting, your body is like, uh, no, we need food. We have to stay alive. I'm going to do everything I can to get you to eat. So there are physiological and psychological changes, responses to this restriction happening in your body that are going to ensure that you get the energy you need. And for most of us, that looks like binging. or eating way past comfort at different points throughout throughout the day. What I see so commonly for people is that you are finding yourself binging on super sweet or super um, high fat, high carb foods towards the end of your day. Maybe this is getting home from work and immediately eating as much as you can get your hands on and then not even being hungry for dinner, which kind of leads into this whole like, Now I'm super hungry in the morning, but I don't make time for food during the day. Again, ensuring that you're probably going to binge the next day as soon as you get home from work. Or it looks like, okay, I finally got my kids to bed. Now I have this alone time, time for me to finally eat. And then binging right at the end of the night, right before you go to bed, maybe not getting good sleep or just feeling super uncomfortable and guilty. So I want you to know that this isn't something that you're you know, you're not the only one doing this. This is happening because it is a survival response in your body to food restriction. So if this is the place that you're in, the first step that you can take to start changing that binging habit is to put intention into eating consistently throughout the day. So that for humans, we, the human body at least, what we would prefer is to have a good source of energy every two to four hours. So this is where it's a little guess and check for you. You have to figure out what works best for your schedule. I have worked with a variety of different women with different jobs, different access to food, different resources, and we work together to figure out, okay, what does eating throughout the day look like for you in your schedule, in your life, in a way that's really sustainable. 
So keep in mind, there is not a right or wrong way to eat more consistently throughout the day. The way that you'll know that it's working is that you'll start to notice you don't have these extreme urges for high calorie foods to make up for the energy restriction that your body is going through because of the habit of not eating enough. You'll notice that you probably have less urge to binge because you are actually getting energy throughout the day instead of having to get all of your energy at the end of the night in a binge. So a tip that I give to my clients when they're starting this guess and check and observation process of how much am I even eating throughout the day and is it enough for my body is to start at least by setting reminders or timers or writing a note somewhere that you will see it and respond to it to remind yourself to eat more consistently throughout the day. And again, remember that two to four hours is a good place to start. So if you do decide you want to set the reminders or timers or anything like that, somewhere in that range is probably a good idea. And be aware of your own schedule. Make it work for your schedule. You don't have to radically uproot everything you're doing. All you have to do is choose that you deserve to make time for food so that you don't have to binge. And let me clarify two things here that I think happen when I tell people to eat more consistently throughout the day. Um, The point of this is not to start eating more often throughout the day and then feeling like a failure if you still binge, especially right out the gate. When I say start eating more food more frequently throughout the day, I mean this is a habit that you have to build And it is an act of rebuilding trust with your body that you will provide food when it is needed. So it will take a little bit of time for your body to trust that it doesn't need to binge. And that is just fine. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the second point. The other thing that I want to say here, the point is not that you start eating more food more frequently throughout the day and you start only choosing healthy foods. I really need you to build awareness if this is your gut instinct. And it probably is because there's probably a little part of your mind that hears eat more consistently throughout the day to stop binging. And you think, cool, if I stop binging, I could also maybe lose some weight. That's going to defeat the whole purpose. Remember that mental restriction. Remember how the food rules can have that same impact on your body of fearing that it's not going to get the energy it needs. So... The point is not to start eating throughout the day only if you make healthy choices, which leads me right into tip number two, where I can elaborate on those last two ideas a little bit more. So idea number one for you to take a leap into intuitive eating is build the awareness, build the habit, start eating more consistently throughout the day. You will feel the difference when you give your body energy that it needs consistently. Number two that goes hand in hand with number one is to listen to what your body is craving and give yourself permission to eat those foods. Now, this is literally crucial (laughs) to feeling successful to eating more um, throughout the day and no, like being able to help yourself stop binging. It's that you have to give yourself permission to And and when I say permission, I don't mean half permission. I don't mean it's okay to eat it only in a certain amount. It's full permission to listen to and honor what your body is craving. 
And I'll be honest with you, this is a place where people end up signing up to work with me because they cannot get past full permission and they need the support to be able to allow it for themselves. So it may be difficult, but I really, if you're someone who is going to do this on your own, this is a point you have got to push with yourself. When you finally start eating enough after dieting, and probably even when you weren't on a diet, you still weren't eating enough. Remember, you have that mental restriction, that the constant food rolls, the calorie counter in your head still going. So just by knowing those rules, you're still kind of controlling the way you eat. So when you start eating again, it's going to take, again, a little bit of time eating those off-limits foods before you are able to eat them in a more balanced way. This is just, this has to be part of it. (laughs) You are literally recovering from food restriction, from years and years of food restriction in your body. And your body holds on to that. Your body knows that you've basically been in a famine for a long time. So when you start eating again, your body's going to crave high calorie, AKA high energy foods. It's because your body still feels like it needs to prepare for famine. And I just don't think enough of us are aware that our bodies are literally in recovery from not getting enough food for so many years and that that is a process that has to be worked through. It does not happen overnight. You don't get to, at this point in your life, because of the amount of time you have spent on diets, you don't get to just flip the switch. Sorry, that was my cat. You don't get to just flip a switch and now you crave nutritious foods and you eat perfectly throughout the day and you never binge and everything feels great and easy. You have to go through some very intentional work of building trust with your body, of building honesty with yourself in understanding how your actions affect how you feel in your body. It's not fun to hear, but it's true. This is, again, what I have seen over and over with women who have worked through healing from dieting and into the intuitive eating journey. Whether they're my clients or people that I've talked to otherwise, you have to go through this phase. So... Part of spending that intentional time refeeding your body is intentionally listening to what you are craving and eating it. It's scary, but it's so necessary. So what happens when you do spend this intentional time refeeding your body and you're no longer having to panic crave the high energy foods Because what happens is when you do start eating consistently and you do start honoring your cravings, your body is able to be like, okay, we're good. I don't have to be afraid of famine. I don't have to crave energy. And when you're no longer in that panic mode with food, what happens is when you eat, you can start to build awareness of how those different foods actually feel in your body when you eat them. So you do, again, before you even get to the point of craving nutrition, most likely have to eat a lot of the foods that you would consider junk or unhealthy or those cravings that make you feel bad. You're going to have to eat a lot of them, and you're going to have to learn how to tune in when you do it. Right now, when you binge, you are not tuned into your body. So the point of 
letting, basically letting yourself binge with permission, because that's probably what will have to happen to you quite a few times, is that now you're binging with the awareness of, okay, I have permission to do this. Now I'm going to ask how it actually feels because I am in my body. I'm not avoiding. I'm not binging as a survival response. I'm binging in recovery, but I'm very intentionally making the decision to listen to my body and do what needs to be done to be able to move through this. Until you eliminate all of the rules that you have around food by giving yourself permission to eat whatever you need to eat to recover, you are probably going to feel stuck and like intuitive eating isn't working for you. Until you lean in and listen to what your body is craving, probably the high energy foods, your body feels that that food deprivation is still possible, that the, f- the famine is still here, and your body is still going to be afraid that food will not be available when you need it. I am not kidding you when I say that this is my literal number two piece of advice for learning how to become an intuitive eater is leaning into your cravings, leaning into what your body needs, and reminding yourself that this is a process, this is an important part of it, and that it will not always be this way, (laughs) but you do have to do the work up front. And if it is comforting to hear, it's probably true that if you do start putting that intention into eating consistently throughout the day, eating enough food to actually satisfy your hunger and not constantly be thinking about your next meal and honoring what your body craves, you are going to start to notice over time as you continue that habit and continue to show up even if you're not getting this result right away, over time you'll start to notice yourself starting to crave more nutritious foods again. However, it means putting in the work to rebuild trust with your body up front. So point number two, honor your cravings. Really get curious when you feel resistance to eating food, whether that's a certain quantity, whether that's a certain type, whether that's a certain amount of times throughout the week, like ask questions about every rule you have about food and let your body eat whatever you need. Okay, and then my third point, uh, really, you guys, this is this is all how I jump-started myself into intuitive eating. Um, so those first two points are huge. Third point is about education. Read books, listen to audiobooks, listen to podcasts, watch videos, whatever your preferred platform is, whoever your preferred messenger is. Take the time to learn about the impact that fat phobia has on us as individuals and as a society. Learn more about the racist, classist, misogynistic roots of diet culture and those roots of our collective obsession with thinness as a society. Yes, this takes intentional time, but learn about the weight loss industry Learn how much money they make off of our insecurities and really sit with the fact that our quality of care as patients, especially those of us in larger bodies, is negatively impacted by the fact that we have a for-profit healthcare system. And think about these things next time you vote and next time you talk to your friends about what they're voting for. 
The thing that changed for me in learning all of this, in understanding that fighting my internalized fat phobia that had ruled my whole fucking life, it's literally about being a better and more caring human being. It's about being the person that my goal is to be, someone who gives a fuck about other people, that believes that all people deserve equality that they deserve to have dignity, that they deserve adequate health care without being judged or feeling afraid of being there. Unlearning this by learning the history is about being a person who's fighting for the needs of other people. There is so much to learn, and I know for me, deconstructing all of these beliefs about the fact that I had to be thinner and that I had to look a certain way, that's really, for me, what allowed me to let go of feeling like I had to be small, feeling like I had to be skinny. (laughs) It really allowed me to start asking questions about what other norms I was following and exploring different areas of my life I never expected to. But if you're that kind of person where learning the history, learning where what you believe came from really impacts how you see things now and how you are able to start questioning things, there's nothing better that you can do than start to learn about the history of all of these beliefs that you have right now. I have like a million recommendations. Um, And if you want any of those, please reach out. I'd be happy to share those resources with you. Um, One podcast in particular that I always tell people to listen to is Maintenance Phase. It's Aubrey um, Aubrey Gordon's podcast. There's so much history. There's so much like breakdown of the history, not only of diet culture and these weight loss companies, but also the actual science that we are supposedly following that says that we have to be obsessed with weight. They really get into it and break it down. One of the amazing things I learned from that podcast was the fact that as far as classifying obesity as a disease, there actually was not consensus on the board of providers, of doctors who were assigned to figure out whether they could classify it as a disease or not. There were actually only a couple doctors who supported (laughs) classifying obesity as a disease, and the American Medical Association still went with it. I mean, it's, it's wild. Once you really dig in and actually understand what's going on here, how much easier it is to pull yourself out of just continuing to believe the things that you've always heard because it's just what you know. Um, another example you may have heard with the BMI, but this is something I learned. like The fact that in the 90s, overnight, the, the healthy range on the BMI scale was shifted down because insurance companies lobbied for that to happen. There's so much work that that can be done for free or low cost. You know, you hopefully you have access to a library. Start getting these books in your library if they're not already there. Start creating the opportunity for someone else to learn about this by learning about it yourself. And this is stuff you can all of this stuff, point one, point two, point three, all of this stuff is stuff that you can do for free or relatively low cost. But it does take time effort. It does take being able to really get in your own brain and challenge yourself. 
But if I, again, could give my three best pieces of advice, this is where I would start. All right. I hope you find this helpful. I hope that this gives you some specific things that you can start working on to start feeling more comfortable around food and more comfortable in your own body. If you would like those book recommendations, definitely send me an email at bowlingnutrition at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram or TikTok. My handle there is dietitian period Lauren Bolin. You can also find more info about me and the Empowered Eating Program on my website at www.nutritionwithlauren.com. Talk to you soon.